From between the hedges at Sanford Stadium to the practice fields, from Stegman Coliseum and wherever else the Bulldogs are playing, it's time to talk Georgia sports. From the Athens Banner Herald, here are your hosts, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis. Welcome in. It's the final week of spring practice. G-Day is on Saturday. Amarius Mims is in the transfer portal. And Ryan is back from a week at the Masters. And we have a special guest joining us, Buckus Award winner, Nicobe Dean. Yes. Be good to have speak to Nicobe. see what's, uh, what's going on in his world as he prepares for the NFL draft. Ryan, you're wearing a Masters hat. Yep. A Masters t-shirt. That is it. Um... Did you get me any Masters merchandise? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was a little hard on the Dennis Bank account. I am not going to lie. Got some, uh, you know, shirts, pullover, uh, polo shirt. Oh, I got some uh, some stuff to actually use on the golf course. A, uh, you know, a divot tool, a marker. Uh, you know, got my parents some, uh, some glasses. I mean, it was... Uh, kind of avoiding my question. Well, the thing is, oh, did I ask if you got you anything? <laughs> oh, then no. The answer is no. To that I but mean, if I, you would have put in a request, I'd have been glad to get it. But I would have been happy with at least a couple of egg salad or pimento cheese sandwiches. You could have just, you know, brought those home in your backpack or something. Yeah, I um, I don't know how long those would last in the backpack. Um, but Look, I had I'll, I had plenty for the both of us. I'll, I'll, I'll risk I'll risk uh, some food poisoning just so I can have uh, you know one of those classic master sandwiches. They still wrap them in the in the green. Uh, oh yeah. Whatever that is, green bag, yeah? Yeah, yeah, green bag. And uh, I ate my share of them. All right, Ryan, I believe uh, both Kirby Smart and Stetson Bennett were at Augusta National in the last several days. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that. Did you know that? I saw the Stetson uh, tweet. I uh, can't remember who, yeah. who he was with. But yeah, I and I think, I think Kirby was there hobnobbing with uh, some important people one of the nights. Probably a corporate event. surprise me, pro- yeah. Probably a corporate event. You know, uh, I mean, getting away from, from Georgia folks, you know, Roger Goodell was spotted. I saw Rob Manfred in uh, in the eating area of the clubhouse. So, uh, yeah, it seemed like everybody that was somebody was there, which would be Kirby Smart, national championship coach. Now, I don't know if he, you know, I know he had practice on Thursday, but, like, let's say he was there Thursday night. I wonder if he would would stick around and go to the golf on Friday or just just come on in and, and just, uh, who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I wish I'd have seen him out there, though. I'd have shaken his hand. Um, I didn't watch as much of the Masters this time as I did in past years, probably because the leaderboard didn't tighten up like you'd want it on Saturday. So, I mean, I guess it did. It was three shots at one point, right? I got down to one shot yesterday. I watched it on uh, two, actually, as uh, Cam Smith birdied and Scheffler parred, and that brought it uh, to one stroke, and then... Uh, it must have been really short-lived. It was, because Scheffler chipped in on the next hole for okay. uh, Eagle, I believe. Okay. Well, my, my biggest memory uh, would probably be Rory holding out from the bunker with that great shot on, on 18 yesterday, right? That was incredible. And, you know, Morikawa followed up right behind him with the same shot, and he splashed it. Yeah. So I had to write about it yesterday for our Gannett team. You wrote about both those shots? Well, I wrote about Rory's reaction. Did you see his yeah. little dance he did? Yeah, in the did. That was yeah, interesting. That was, that was good. So I had to kind of write about that. Yeah, and the Morikawa thing. Uh, it was it was pretty, it's pretty neat. Yeah, that was a, a memorable a memorable moment. Uh, also memorable is that Rory will be so close, but so far from winning the Masters and completing the Grand Slam. You're saying he's not going to do it in the future? He could, but I mean, this is a pattern of. Uh, Making a hard charge only to come up a couple shots short. 
I mean, he was far out, so he, he definitely... Far out, man. Yeah. How did you do in your master's draft? Did you rub el- elbows with, uh, you know, for instance, a, a famous uh, rock star and former podcast yeah, guest? podcast friend. Yeah, I did. And, you know, that was a lot of fun. And Do you want to say who you're talking about? Yeah, Mike Mills of REM showed up at a uh, master's draft I was doing the other day with a... Uh, you know, some of our colleagues and friends that uh, host a uh, master's pool. There was 12 of us in that pool, uh, one being Mike Mills. I was uh, cordially invited to be a part of it, which made me feel very special. And uh, it was a winner-take-all thing in the draft. Uh, and from rumors that I heard, one Mike Mills might have finished last. Well, you don't need to call him out like that. I mean, Well, he's usually dominant, I hear. And so I was a little nervous uh, being in a, in a pool with him. I took Cam Smith, and uh, it was looking good for a while before he imploded on 12. All right, enough of the golf. Let's get to Georgia football practice. Number 13 is Tuesday, tomorrow. We're recording this Monday late afternoon. Spring practice wraps up Saturday with the G-Day game. Not sold out yet from what I saw online. It was uh, still some upper deck tickets. Uh, looks like a good number. I they were looking at still 80,000 or so. What do you think? I mean, I don't know how many seats – I mean, sure, by the time Saturday rolls around, I would say so. But I don't know if it's 80,000 sold yet. Um, but, um, you know, the G-Day, we'll, we'll get to that, I guess. Um, before we do, I mean, Amarius Mims goes in the transfer portal. Backup tackle with Warren McClendon, a third-year starter on the right side ahead of him. Broderick Jones at left tackle is seems well-positioned, uh, you know, after starting their four games last year. and coming on in and and uh moving in when Sawyer moved over to guard in the national championship games your thoughts on Amarius Mims uh hitting the exit sign yeah it seemed a little early didn't it I mean he's uh, good buddies with Brock Vandergriff and uh kind of got recruited uh you know along with uh, all the Kirby bringing him in you know Brock Vandergriff was very much a, a part of that recruiting and bringing him in uh kind of with him to be the the one-two punch there at quarterback and tackle. So, yeah, it seemed a little early to, to hit the transfer portal just yet, but obviously we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, what he's thinking and, and stuff. But, yeah, I think that's a, that's a little bit of a, a tough loss for a team that, uh, you know, prides itself on depth at, at uh, offensive line. So I was a little surprised to see that one. I really was. I mean, I don't know if it's early. I mean, May 1st is the deadline for... I meant early as far as his career in, uh, yeah. in at the University of Georgia. I mean, if he has designs on going to the NFL after next season, um, he wants to get out there and put up some film as a starter somewhere, and there's a lot of places he could probably go and, and do that. And, you know, you can't say that he wouldn't have been a starter this season. Mm-hmm. Certainly, Broderick Jones started four games last year. You know, there's injury opportunities. There's also a chance, you know, to, to beat out somebody else still. And... Um, I mean, I don't think he would have necessarily supplanted either of those tackles. I don't know exactly where he stood in, you know, getting guard uh, snaps. Uh, you know, could he beat out a Xavier Truss, a Devin Willick? Uh, apparently not. I mean, if he's, if he's uh, you know, going to be going. Um, so, George also had a five, former five-star from Alabama, Clay Webb, go in the portal. Kind of an afterthought, never really a factor at Georgia as a player. Um the third offensive lineman now after Owen Condon transferred to SMU. Ryan, uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts on Georgia's offensive line uh, in terms of, you know, there's a lot of guys that are, I think I wrote about it in my story at onlineathens.com today. Check it out. If you're uh, not subscribing, it's a subscriber-only story. I think we got a, is it a dollar for the first six months still? Something Correct, like that. Yeah. Grab that deal online and um, kind of broke down 
you know, Georgia, I think it's like four or five top 70 overall national prospects uh, still on the offensive line, even with Amarius Mims leaving. You know, what does an Ernest Green uh, tackle out of California, true freshman who's an early enrollee, kind of uh, looks like probably the third tackle now on the roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might be kind of early to say that. And, you know, Kirby would have to address, um, you know, what they would do if one of the starters goes down and you know we'll get a chance to see the guys like Ernest Green um and uh you know Chad Lindbergh uh you know other guys that uh you know there's a lot of guys that um came in with some pretty good accolades uh four-star guys and and um you know maybe they can uh kind of carve out their own role. Well, you kind of wonder how much of an effect Matt Luke leaving uh, State Searles coming into that position. You know, they were really good with keeping a lot of linemen around when Sam Pittman left and, and Matt Luke came in. And, you know, when you think about it, I mean, pretty much when you break down a football team, you have a head coach at each position, right? And these guys deal with that coach, I mean, more than any other coach. So I can see if – there wasn't a meshing there or something why they might, you know, decide to leave or, uh, you know, they, they, you know, got along with um, Luke, Matt Luke better than they do Stacey Searles. I, maybe that has uh, something to do with it. But, uh, you know, you would you would think it would be a little bit concerning that the, the mass exodus, so to speak, of these offensive linemen, uh, if it is, in well, I mean, fact, Stacey Searles. I, uh, I wouldn't put problem. Owen, Owen Condon's a different deal. I mean, he, he had, had his he chance. He had three. He was under three coaches. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he's a situation where, you know, go to a, a non-Power 5 program and, and, you know, maybe get a lot more playing time there. And, and the same thing with Webb. He's not going to play much or at all at Georgia because he didn't last year. Yeah. Um, you know, and... Um, Mims is a guy that you heard kind of rumblings about for a while. So I, I don't know if I would put the blame on Stacey Searles on that. It might just have been a situation where, look, I want to go play. And uh, it's not looking like it's going to happen as early as I'd like. Now, Jamari Sawyer didn't start really until his uh, third Georgia season, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, you get other guys that, that kind of wait their turn. But you know what? There's a transfer portal now. It's a different time. Mm-hmm. Um you know, people want to move on. Speaking of guys moving on, Jermaine Burton getting praise from Nick Saban this spring at Alabama. Uh, I think he had seven catches. Saban told reporters there on Saturday in their scrimmage. Um, so, speaking of scrimmages, the last for Georgia is Saturday. It's G Day. And uh, I think we are, this is going to be the last podcast for several weeks. Ryan's going to uh, be uh, taking uh, some time away. Mm-hmm. And so we'll, we'll catch up on uh, post spring practice with a, a wrap-up and the NFL draft and all that stuff. So what do you want to see at G-Day? Of course, uh, it seems like Stetson Bennett is having a, a good spring. So I want to see Carson Beck and Brock Vandergriff, those guys kind of get a chance to get a lot of work and, you know, see how that thing is looking, uh, that battle for presumably the number two spot. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the main things everybody wants to see is really – uh, who is that second guy, or could Stetson possibly be pushed as the first guy? And I don't think that's really a uh, scenario we're looking at. But I tell you, something we might want to ask Nakobe about is uh, that, those linebackers. Who is 
who is going to take those spots? You know, those three, you know, talented uh, linebackers. He, Nakobe, or uh, Nakobe, and um, Quay Walker, Quay Channing Walker, Tindall. Channing Tindall. Yeah, and uh, also maybe uh, in the in the secondary. You know, who uh, who is taking you know Lewisine's snaps and and that type of deal. So that'll be really something to watch. And uh, you know, who's who's in there with the first guys and uh, how good do they look? How hungry are they? I mean, you know, they're getting their moment to shine here their first moment to shine and they want to make a good impression so uh, that'll be a lot of fun to follow on Saturday you know we, we talked about it on the screen how about some of the other newbies uh, you know there's I think it's like 17 or 18 early enrollees so checking out those guys uh, CJ Smith the wide receivers uh, brings a lot of speed to the table yeah. I can't remember whether he's one of the guys that's uh, somewhat limited um, so I'm not sure what his availability will be uh, Saturday um, so uh you know, as I get a text message, I'm getting distracted about. I also want to see another, uh, I guess you put this in the early enrollee category, uh, the new Aussie punter. Mm. Um, do they punt on G-Day? I think they do, right? Um, they do, like but, they they, do, but they may, maybe, co- maybe they don't. Half, you know, half cover and do a fair catch type of deal. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, usually you're not, it's not really on the, the top of the things. It's like, oh, I want to check out that punter at G-Day. It's, it's not uh, front of mind necessarily, but Brett Thorson. Is this going to be rugby style? No, yeah, I mean, we saw him uh, practice uh, a week or two ago. I can't remember exactly when it was, and I didn't really notice the rugby style for him. He was just – now, it might have just been the drill they were doing. Um, I sure, certainly, he has a capability. He has an Australian rules football background. I would, ima- I would imagine it'd be whatever style the special teams coach or Kirby would want, not uh, you know, depending on if he's a rugby style or a, a you know straight up kicker. I mean, I don't think that's out there yet as far as recruiting recruiting goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see Don Blaylock. Um, how far has he gotten along? Didn't really look like the Don Blaylock we were used to seeing last uh, you know fall as he came back from his second ACL injury. So. Obviously, a terrific freshman year where he made an impact was like five touchdown catches. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and you mentioned the inside backers. We can talk to Nakobe about that. Um, you know, want to see Pop, as they call Jamon mm-hmm. Dumas, Johnson, uh, Xavier, Sori, and um, I believe the other five-star freshman is one of the guys that's uh, dealing with an injury um, this spring. So, uh, you know, I don't know about that. And then we, we talked about Xavier Trust and Javon Willick uh, at, at the guard spot. Certainly want to see those guys um, battle that out. And, uh, you know, what else? Is that about it for you? I think we covered it all. Um, yeah. I, How about the four it, new coaches? Let's see a little interesting. B- let's well, see a little BMAC. Let's see a little uh, Will Muschamp as the co-defensive coordinator. Well, I can say Tyke Smith. What do we well, know he, about No, no, he's not back yet. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, uh, I didn't know if y'all had seen him out there or not, and if he would possibly be on the field. That'd be that'd be fun to see what he could do. But. All right, let's talk more of Georgia football with uh, former star for the Bulldogs, Nicobe Dean. All right, joining us now on the podcast, we appreciate uh, Nicobe Dean, the Buckus Award-winning linebacker for Georgia, one of the fan favorites from the national championship team. Uh, it's kind enough to join us to talk his uh, NFL draft prep and the uh, Bulldogs' uh, season last year. Nicobe, uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank y'all for having me. So we're about two and a half weeks from the uh, NFL draft. What's the process like for you now as a guy regarded as a first-round prospect? Uh, you know, like today is is, is a Monday, and, and this week, uh, what, what does it look like? Are, are you still very involved with team visits and, uh, you know, teams still getting to know you and, and evaluate you? 
Yeah, definitely. It's, it's been it's been team visits, you know, lots of zooms. Uh, I mean, I have had way more zooms than team visits, but like today, I met with the uh, I went up to the Falcons facility, met with everybody up there. But mostly, it's just been just zooms, being with teams, seeing what uh, seeing what they them telling me why I feel us talking ball, them getting to know me better. So it's just been a lot a lot of things like that. Just to follow up, when you say you were at the Falcons facility, was that one of those local days where they brought in a lot of? Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Gotcha. One of the local days. Yeah. Okay. Must have been a lot of. Uh, imagine a lot of Bulldogs, considering all, all the uh, dra- draft talent. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of us there. Nakobe being a guy in engineering of all things, uh, how much how much questions are about you know how smart of a guy you are and your football knowledge and your uh, classroom knowledge and everything else that goes into uh, you know being such a, a good you know person in the classroom and on the football field. Um, well, you just ask, uh, how, how many questions pertain to that? Yeah, I mean, how many are you hearing? Uh, you know, what 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 is the questioning process like? I guess. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, they don't really question how smart I am, or it's more so, it's more so them trying to figure out, you know, them like installing and them installing the offense, and then talking about regular life. Then twenty minutes later, I know they'd be like, okay, can you draw that up on the board for me? Just seeing how I can uh, retain things and, and things like that. Um, at this point, they don't really ask me to draw too much of defense or anything we ran in Georgia because they, they figured it out, knew everything about it and all the checks and everything. But they just want to hear me talk ball and and basically want to see if I can be that, that you know, that, that alpha on their defense, make all the calls, be the one to make all the checks and get everybody in the right positions. You said you did a lot of uh, Zooms w- with teams, and I guess uh, I think it's called, what, top, top 30 visits. Um, I guess folks are always curious. You mentioned the Falcons on your day today. How many of those uh, top 30 visits have you done, and are there any teams you want to share with us about? Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, that was just my first one. It was my first one that I got. Uh, I think I got one set up with uh, the Detroit Lions, and I feel like I think that's it for me. Mm-hmm. As, far as, as far as I know, they're the only uh, visits that have been set up for me. Has this whole process been what you expected? I mean, as far as, uh, you know, once the season ended and you go to combines and, and, you know, you have the one at Georgia and everything else, I mean, is it has it been everything you expected? I mean, uh, as far as as far as all, like, the what you think it'll be, like the combine and everything, of course everything's a little different because you ask me inside. It's not everything on TV and just, it's a little bit more uh, nerve-wracking than you think it would if you had to get to you. But I feel like as far as everything I expected, it's been it's been it's been a fun experience. You know, I've learned a lot. Um, as far as everything I expected with with uh, how I perform, I feel like um, me me getting hurt kind of set back. You know, me having a little nicks snacks then and there, but uh, my body finally starting to feel back to that one hundred percent. I'm finally starting to feel good. I'm moving. I'm moving well. Um, my strength, my strength, my strength getting back and everything. So. Um, as far as not being able to perform at the combine or at the pro day like I wanted to and all things like that, uh, everything is looking up. You know, uh, everything is God hand. I'm controlling what I can control. Kobe, I guess it's been about three months since the national title. H- have you moved on from that, or do you ever still think about that? You know, uh, you know, when you're driving somewhere or when you when you're lying down before you go to bed or something like that. I mean, uh, how, how has it kind of uh, impacted? Uh, you know who you are and, and uh, just uh, the experience of that? 
more so right now it's been more so me thinking about teams you know what team I'm be on and who I gotta talk to today who I gotta talk to tomorrow because every every day has been a little different as far as being with teams and uh, zooms and things like this so I feel like I've been thinking more so on that but you know G Day is this weekend. Uh, we got a ring ceremony this weekend, so I feel like this weekend I'm finally be able to like maybe sit down and just just think back about uh, what I what we actually was able to accomplish because I still don't think like it's it fully just hit me yet. So are they gonna have y'all on the field to uh, get your rings and all, and uh, you I know, mean, yeah. To be honest, I don't know. <laughs> I think so. I think I think this how the, the the ceremony gonna go, but I really don't know. I just know the ceremony is Saturday we get our rings. Before the game, at halftime, I have no idea. All right, I just know we, we got to be there. Yeah, I hear you. Well, what was, what was the biggest thing you did in celebrating, you know, uh, right after y'all either or maybe in Indianapolis or when y'all got back from Indianapolis? Did y'all, uh, yeah, we, y'all have a good time? Do, yeah, I mean, we didn't do much celebrating at Indianapolis. I mean, the game, the game ended, it ended late. Uh, it ended late. We didn't get back to the hotel until probably like one thirty, almost 2 o'clock. It, everybody was kind of tired. Like you just kind of talked to your talked to your family and friends and everybody. It was like it was, it was really catch the bus in the morning. And when we got back, I feel like the biggest celebration we didn't did was uh, really the, um, the parade. We was able to have the parade and with, with all the fans and everything. And I feel like that was a, as far as me, that was the most celebrating I did. I feel like us as a team really haven't even been able to celebrate like together just because. Kind of out after the natty was it was parade and then it was everybody shooting off trying to get the training for pre combine pre draft stuff. So I feel like this weekend gonna be the first weekend where we all kind of get together and I feel like we'll enjoy ourselves a little bit. You'll have a chance, assuming then, to see Quay Walker or Channing Tindall again. I want to just ask you about about how tight you guys were and and how did that come about during your time at Georgia? Do you feel like it was pretty, uh, you know, early on uh, when the three of you all were together, or did that kind of develop uh, as the season it, came on? It it definitely developed. It definitely developed. Um, I don't feel like we was as close as we were um, in January as we were when it when always hit. You know. Um, I feel like the, when, we, when we got to the season, the, the work we had put in over the summertime and over the off season, and everybody with each other as a linebacker group and as a um, as a team, kind of brought us close to each other because we kind of put on ourselves to be, you know, the the vocal, the vocal leaders of the team, you know, the leaders period of the team, either, either uh, directly or indirectly. So we kind of put it on ourselves, and I feel like with that, we all kind of came together as one. Well, everybody saw the play in the national championship game where uh, like you had some words for Channing there, and then the next play he gets a sack. Can you walk us through, you know, maybe what had happened and then how he was able to, you know, get back on it and then record the sack there in that moment? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm trying to put, I put this in labor terms in, in a language everybody can understand. Who's kind of playing uh, man defense with, uh, uh, with a rat inside, basically, if, if, to dumb it down to the simplest, but we try to play a man defense with the right side. Um, some missteps have misread. Uh, we, after the play, you know, I got up, kind of uh, got him going, you know, emotions high. Uh, it's national championship with the red zone. So, you know, definitely emotions high, but uh, you got to know who your guys are. I knew me, me and Tanner being so close 
and having the connection we have between ourselves, I knew how to get them going. You know, you can't do that to everybody, but I knew this how Chaney got going. And he doesn't want to get me going if I, if I was the one to mess up. So uh, I knew that guy was going, and he completely understood it. Do what he had to do. He do what he messed up at. And I knew that, uh, that, that we how to handle the whole situation. You mentioned uh, how you you think you're doing better, uh, you know, health-wise uh, than, than at the pro day when you had the pectoral injury. I thought I saw on social media maybe you were down in, in Orlando, maybe some training. Is that to maybe uh, – are any teams still interested in, in seeing a little bit more of you, like on the field before the draft, or is that just uh, something different? You're talking about Orlando. I thought I saw, like, you with a trainer maybe in Orlando. Is that a recent deal? Oh, oh, oh you're talking about this past weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had, nah, I actually had went out there to see my uh, see my family out there for a second. Uh, of course, I went out there to uh, train to talk business as far as with my uh, my father and everybody. But it, it was just a quick little twenty uh, four hour trip. But now and then I did work out. But uh, I have, I mean, I've been working out. I've been, I've been getting, uh, I've been getting my body ready for rookie camp and just getting ready to be in the league. You know, uh, get ready to real football. Mm-hmm. All right, now that you move on, you got the younger guys coming in. You know, you got Pop, Smile, uh, Mondin, uh, Sori. You know, what are those guys going to bring? Are they going to step right in and fill y'all's shoes? I, I feel like they are. I feel like they're, all those guys got the capability. Uh, they capable of doing that. They got uh, just as much ability, if not more, than we did. You know, they, those guys just got you just got to buy in. You got to see it work. You know, I'm excited to see what they can do in the field. But also, the guys who've been there for a couple of years, I feel like. You know, I've been I've been to a couple of spring practices, and I feel like uh, everybody kind of stepping into their own game as far as you know, Ryan and uh, Trey's been in there. Everybody kind of stepped their game up, so I feel like us winning the Natty kind of made everybody step their game up. No matter if you've been there for the last four or five years, everybody I feel like has stepped their game up to the next level because they got they see what they got to do to be successful. All right, last thing, Nakobe, and we'll let you go, is uh, kind of uh, Thursday uh, in, in a couple of weeks is, is the uh, opening round of the NFL draft. Do you have plans on what you're going to be doing that night? Yeah, I'm, uh, I got invited to go to the draft, so I'll be, uh, I'll be in Vegas. Wow, that's sweet. Congratulations on that. I mean, is, was that part of your uh, – when you dream about uh, some football goals, was that one of them to, to be on the stage uh, there? When, uh, uh, no, I mean, that wasn't necessarily one of my goals. It was – it was just, you know, the uh, one of my goals was to be great in the NFL, and the draft is one of the parts. So when I got the invite, I kind of asked, asked my family, I was like, man, what y'all want to do? Because, you know, I can care less as long as you know, everybody happy I'm with them. I asked them kind of what they want to do. They, 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 me, they want to go to Vegas. They want to be at the draft. You know, it's, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Somebody basically told me, like, how many people from where you from have done what you've done and got and had the opportunity to do what you do as far as going to the draft. You got to invitate that you're right, so I'm going to take it regardless. Nakobe, uh, I know the Bulldog Nation will be excited uh, to, to watch you get picked and uh, we'll enjoy seeing you come back on Saturday for G-Day. We, uh, we certainly appreciate you joining us and uh, best of luck uh, as uh, this eventful month continues. Definitely. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. All right, we uh, appreciate Nicobe Dean joining us uh, to talk 
football, the draft, the Bulldogs, uh, all those good things. Uh, Ryan, yes. it's not necessarily basketball season, but it always is uh, when you have coaching changes. And a lot of action going on since uh, you last uh, – well, I guess I wasn't at the last podcast either. Mm-hmm. We didn't do one last week. Right, right. It's now 10 Georgia basketball players in the transfer portal. Noah Bauman is uh, the 10th today. Um Carrier Oquendo uh, and walk-on but contributor Jackson Etter. I mean, those are probably the, the three highlight guys in terms of the, the main cogs for it. You know, it was not a good Georgia basketball team. you got to just put it bluntly. Yeah. Uh, as we were talking to Nicobe, or maybe it was before then. I guess it was right before then. Got a, got a message uh, returned to me by uh, Mr. Noah Bauman, and this is actually the first time I'm reading it. He says, yes, I am transferring, and I wish Georgia and Coach White the best of luck. Really enjoyed my time, and ultimately the decision to play coach uh, to play coaching basketball is still a dream, and whatever my best possibility is to play for a team that needs and wants me is important. So, will this be his fourth school coming up wherever he goes? Um, somewhere in this is the USC, fourth. Right? Yeah, Georgia. USC San Jose State. He's a grad transfer, so he has the opportunity yeah. to go transfer again. Ryan, what do you make of this? I wrote a story last week um, where. Uh, I was told by uh, the father of one of the players that transferred that uh, these guys were essentially told, um, you know, it would be best for you to look elsewhere. Um, And that, you know, the school has the ability. um, It seems like kind of a cold thing, right? These guys were recruited to Georgia. But when there's a coaching change, they want to be able to give the new coach the ability to to make up the roster the way that they want. Um, what do you make of, of 10 guys uh, heading out the door? Well, I mean, uh, it comes with the territory of, of a new coach coming in. Uh, the the Cario Akendo when hurt, I think that was a guy you could build around if you're the university. Now, now he is – I would not put him in the category of the, they, they said you should go elsewhere. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't think so either. And uh, did he leave the option over uh, open? That, you know, he was just exploring other options. I mean, I mean that's what someone told me. I don't yeah, know if that's yeah. necessarily the well, case. I mean, I think, you know, he's a guy that was a guy for a bad Georgia team. And I think if he came back, he'd be somebody you could at least uh, go with. But it kind of puts in pr- perspective Tom Crean's comments when he was uh, first here saying he kept he kept all those guys, which I guess is not par for the course anymore. They just come in and tell, uh, tell everybody that – you know, find other options. But, hey, I get it. I mean, Georgia was not good. Uh, and there weren't many guys on that team that you'd want to keep, I wouldn't think. I mean, to be straight honest, Okendo was one of them. But, uh, you know, Mike White, he's going to have to bring in his own guys uh, through transfer portal. And, you know, he's got to be heavy on the recruiting trail in Atlanta. That's There's no getting around it. And if he can bring in a guy or two late for next season's team, you know, I think that'll be that'll be good, but no, I'm not surprised by it. Um, I mean, he's going to bring more than a guy or two. He's going to bring in nine or ten guys. Well, it's not as bad as LSU, right? I mean, it's close. It's like eleven it is, to ten, uh, I think, is the is score close. or something like that. But is the guy still coming from Newton or whatever? Uh, Who are you talking about? That's a 2023 guy. Oh, uh, there you go. Okay. He's, he's not a guy. That, uh, no, I mean they had a, they had their only commitment out of Arizona. Backed off. Uh, was um, was not. Um, he already backed out. Yeah, yeah. He backed out of the uh, the signing. Um, we should just mention as we as we mentioned that. I mean, look, they were one and seventeen in the SEC. They won six games, twenty six losses. Uh, I mean, if they want to blow it up again, that's their prerogative as a, as a new coaching staff. Um, you know, I would say doing this next year at this time, 
would not be the way to build a program. Oh, yeah. um, you know, you want some stability uh, if you can get it. <laughs> um, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but th- I mean, they they brought in um, the kid from Longwood. I think it's Justin Hills. His name, right? He's played in more NCAA tournaments lately than Georgia has. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's kind of harsh, there, you know. But true. Even if they did get beat by ten. Um, yeah. Hey, one other basketball note before we go. Jonas Hayes, uh, Georgia State's new head coach, and he said nice things about Mike White. I'm sure he was very disappointed to not get the Georgia job. But you know what? I mean, that's an interesting hire. Uh, Jarvis uh, Hayes is staying on as an assistant coach. It's a program that has been to, I think, four NCAA tournaments since 2015. Um, I mean, could he beat out Georgia on many recruits? I I don't know, but, I mean, they've been the best team in the state for five, six years now. So uh, I I don't know they're getting the high-profile kids, but they've been making it work. All right, uh, everyone, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, look forward to G-Day Saturday. Give uh, give us a five-star review. You know, don't give us a five-star review. How about give a five-star review just because you love N'Kobe Dean? There you go. And that, that'll bring – that's smart smart tactics there because uh, everybody loves N'Kobe Dean. Um, hopefully it'll be uh, – the weather will, be, will cooperate. I think that's the forecast uh, is looking like that. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Everyone have a great rest of your week. See you guys.